Ladies and gentlemen, if we could come to order for the July 6th meeting of the redistricting committee. Okay, we'll call roll. Roman Porter? Here. Bill Camp? Here. Cyril Shaw? Here. Steve Hansen? Here. Bill Motmans? Here. Bernard Bowler? Here. Sandra Fry Lucas? Here. Michelle Rubicava? Here. Steve Maviglio? Here. Miranda Perry? Here. Bill Pluckabom? Here. Maya Wallace? Here. Nadia Leo Carrillo? Here. And our chair, Joe Cherry. I am here. I, with we, the exception of Lynn Hom, we have that's right. We have a full committee. And let me uh, welcome back Professor Maviglio. Um, glad to see you here tonight. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed whatever it is you were doing. And uh, we're glad to have you back. Well, we're glad to have you back. National representative. You know, I feel like that kid that went to the first few classes of the semester and then came back and got an A on the final next year work, so I'm glad to be there. <laughs> <laughs> well, as a professor yourself, I'm sure you understand how that works. Why don't we uh, take care of item one? Item one is the approval of the June 27 committee minutes. Moved. It's been moved and seconded to approve the minutes of the June 27 meeting. All in favor, please signify by saying aye. 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 Uh, any opposed? Any abstentions? Eyes have it. Okay, item two is the first staff presentation. It's the weekly report out of redistricting activities. Good evening. This is Scott Mendy. I won't be quite as fast as item one, but I'll make this <laughs> brief. Uh, firstly, media articles on redistricting. Uh, last week in the Sacramento Press on the 28th, there was an article on the redistricting advisory committee chooses four maps and begins the district line modifications. And then in the Inside the City July uh, magazine, it was Redrafting the Cityscape, a uh, brief article. Um, as you know, today is our last meeting of the redistricting committee. And for me, this is a very bittersweet moment. Uh, on behalf of all the staff, it has been a pleasure working with all of you. And let's see if we can build on our great relationship to get us through this last meeting. Thank you. Okay, we're moving on to item number three, the review and approval of the committee's final report to the City Council. Okay, good evening everybody. My name is Maria McGonigal and this is uh, my pleasure to be here tonight to present to you our uh, final report to council that's going to go back to council next week on the 12th and the report represents over two months of uh, detailed study analysis and public input and debate on the process of redistricting here so um, but I'm going to primarily focus on chapter 5 which is the specific recommendations from the committee but I'll give you a brief overview of the actual report that we're have drafted and um, at the end ask for your adoption of um, that report with some modifications <coughs> Okay, so um, included in our um, report that was drafted and is part of your packet, available online for those at home, is uh, the uh, report that will go back with recommendations to the City Council on the 12th, as I mentioned. It includes a letter from the Chair, an executive summary, on the, and in the executive summary it includes some information on why we do this redistricting process in the first place. and. Uh, some of the redistricting pro principles that um, we use to guide the process. In Chapter 2, it's an overview of the schedule and chronology of the committee's redistricting process, the uh, formation of the committee by council resolution, the release of the data, 
staff's outreach to, into the community, the community's participation through map submission process, and uh, the education and map selection uh, phases of this committee's work. In Chapter 3, um, there's an overview of the maps that were submitted by the public and information about those maps. In Chapter 4, the committee's, um, it reviews the committee's process for developing the recommendations lists the public participants from the testimonials as well as the correspondence and um, also covers the themes that emerged from that testimony and the selection of then the final four maps that are coming forward now. Chapter 5 um, specifically addresses each one of the four recommendations that the committee is um, going to make um, and uh, present to council. And I'm going to go over those right now. So last week, this body uh, directed staff to um, take maps 17, 24, 31, and 35, or some modification of those, as the basis for um, further modification. Staff has um, made those modifications and is bringing those forward tonight to reflect the committee's um, will. And um, I'm going to review those. So four plans um, with modifications were to, are to move forward to the council. Staff has renamed those um, A through D, as some have changed very substantively from the original submissions. So plan A came from uh, or stemmed from the original plan 17, plan B from the original map submission 24, plan C from 31, and plan D from 35. The plans with modification are reflected in the matrix on the screen and in the staff report. The range in deviation at the low end for MAT C is 4.74, and on the high end it's um, 8.22 for Plan A. And I'll briefly go over the requested modifications for each plan and review the committee's, committee's stated strengths and weaknesses for those plans. The refinements that were requested uh, for Map A uh, were to remove Natomas High School from District 1 and place it into District 5, to remove Valley View Acres from District 3 and place it into District 1, and to modify Districts 4, 7, and 8 boundaries as um, were reflected in the Hansen Modified 17 from last week. Those are reflected on this uh, map that you see before you. Uh, map A, and the positive characteristics as stated by the committee for this map are that the downtown are held intact in District 5, that the LGBT core area is intact, that the LGBT Equality California area is mostly intact, Valley View Acres is uh, attached to the North Natomas area, River Oaks is intact, the East Sacramento River Park area is intact in District 3, the Latino North and South are mostly intact, Del Paso Heights is intact, <clears throat> and uh, Oak Park and Meadowview are both intact. The weaknesses or trade-offs of Map A are that uh, Oak Park is in District 6 instead of District 5, that Oak Park is in a different district than Curtis Park, and that South Natomas is split between Districts 2 and 5.
Map B refinements that were requested were to modify District 7 and 8 boundaries and use the Center Parkway as uh, the dividing line and to remove North Natomas High School from District 1 and place it in the District 4 configuration in this area. Also, you'll note that there are some text in red. Um, there were a few errors in the rush to get our staff report together last week. Um, so those uh, red areas are simply errors and they'll be corrected in the staff report as well. Um, but uh, so in uh, the positive characteristics of uh, map B are that the downtown are intact, the LGBT core area is intact, the LGBT equality area is mostly intact, Valley View Acres is, in North is attached to North Natomas, um, the East uh, Sac River Park is area is intact, the Latinos North and South areas are mostly intact, the Del Paso Heights areas are, area is intact, and Oak Park is mostly intact, as well as Meadowview. Uh, the weaknesses or trade-offs for Map B are that Oak Park are split um, in a small area between districts, districts 5 and 6, and um, also that the College Glen and Sierra Oaks um, in District 2 and not in, uh, are in, not in District 6, and then the Center Parkway is the dividing line for 7 and 8. Uh, sure, go ahead. <clears throat> the, the, the staff say that the population deviation is approximately 10%? Yeah, it was a, that was an error, That's actually. The 10% um, was uh, from the original uh, form of the map, and um, with the modifications on um, Plan B, it's actually 6.7%. Right. If, if we could just hold our questions to the end, let, let her run through all of them. But I, okay. I, I expected that question, and I knew she was ready for it. Yeah. Plan C was uh, staff was directed to remove the value view acres from District 3 and place it in District 1, which is done and reflected in this um, version. The positive characteristics as stated by the committee for this plan are that the LGBT core are mostly intact, that LGBT Equality California area is mostly intact, that Valley View Acres is attached to North Natomas, Latino North is mostly intact, Del Paso Heights is intact, Latino South is mostly intact, Oak Park is intact, and Meadowview is intact. Some of the trade-offs or weaknesses of this uh, configuration are that the river district and rail yards are detached from the central city um, and associated with D3. And um, the uh, East Sac River Park split is, is split between districts 3, 5, and 6. Colonial Heights um, is removed from District 6, and Tahoe Park is split. Map D, refinements were um, that the De Paso Heights area um, be held intact and that we draw the, that the line be drawn at Marysville and that um, District 8 be um, kept with Metaview and the line be drawn at uh, Florin Road. The positive characteristics for Map D are that the downtown area is intact. Again, the LGBT core and equality um, California areas are in, intact or mostly intact. Valley View Acres is associated with North Natomas, East Sacramento and River Park are intact. The Latino North is mostly intact. Del Paso Heights is intact. 
South, uh, Latino South is also intact. Oak Park and Meadowview as well. And the weaknesses or trade-offs for this map are keeping, um, in order to keep Meadowview intact, there was a split um, at Greenhaven consistent with the existing um, district boundary line and that there were some trade-offs um, when trying to move uh, Del Paso Heights uh, so that it was intact and dividing some of the sur surrounding neighborhoods. Staff, um, in, uh, there, we've received some correspondence, which I think has been shared with the committee and the public, from the ROCA, um, the uh, River Oaks uh, Community Association members membership um, that uh, maps uh, B, C, and D do not keep their community of interest intact. And um, staff is recommending that the uh, committee consider uh, moving that area, which is highlighted now in district, is in District 1, south of the freeway, with a total population of 991, out of District 1 and into the adjacent district. The uh, results of doing that are reflected on the map before you. And in map B, if that were to be done, that was 991 people moved out of District 1 and into District 4. The deviation for the total plan would move up from 6.7 to 8.4. For map C, if that were to occur, we would have a deviation increase from 4.74 to 7.75. And in map D, a total de the deviation spread would also increase from 7.99 uh, to 9.69%. And uh, although some of the um, total deviation spread numbers are getting quite high, especially in Map D, um, staff um, does recommend at this point that um, this modification be made to um, address the concerns of the River Oaks uh, community and uh, keep that community intact. And um, we'll ask for your direction um, at the end of this presentation on that. So in order to, um, what we would like to do is finalize the, uh, the report from this committee to the council. And uh, we have uh, made some minor corrections, and there are uh, typographical um, issues in the draft report that you have that we'd like to correct. So uh, some changes to the cover page with regard to the members and staff listing. Um, chapter 1 has, uh, we would like to include some uh, additional information in the summary about the recommendation, uh, the recommended plans that are detailed in Chapter 5, um, make some other uh, minor edits to Chapters uh, 4, and add a neighborhood split list to the Chapter 5 report. The um, report, the changes, these modifications, or any modifications, others modifications that you suggest would need to be completed tomorrow so that we can publish that to the um, through the normal process to uh, the public for the council meeting on the 12th. And uh, we'll incorporate edits and refinements, including changes to maps B, C, and D, if you would like to have that done um, as directed tonight. And with that, I'd just like to say thank you. Um, it's been a pleasure um, to uh, participate in this process with you for the last couple months. 
and um, that it's been a challenging, but <laughs> but I think successful process. And uh, I just wanted to say a thank you to a few other people who are behind the scenes since I have the floor for just a few more moments. Um, first, uh, Cassandra Jennings and her leadership and help in uh, supporting us in this process. Um, Shirley Concolino, again, for her leadership as well and structure. Um, Stephanie Mizuno for her hard work and keeping us on track and moving along each week. Um, Matt Ruyak for his very detailed expertise and <laughs> brilliant comments. And <laughs> um, Vincine Jones for her tireless efforts with the community and enthusiasm. Scott Mindy for everything. I mean, literally everything. <laughs> and uh, Ellen Marshall for doing your primers. She did a lot of research and work on that. Um, Carlos Porras for doing almost everything, everything that Scott wouldn't do. And, <laughs> and always being available. And, uh, and Rung Lu for her technical expertise and support. So thank you all for your time. Thank you, and I think she deserves a hand. <laughs> but but uh, you thank Carlos. I thought you said Scott would do everything. <laughs> okay. All right. I, I, I assume you're going to take the questions from your seat as opposed to at the podium, which is fine with us. So let's start with uh, Member Camp, then Member Pleckbaum, then Member Hanson. Well, it's appropriate I'd move the recommendations of the package with all the changes. So we get that as a motion on the floor. If people want to make adjustments, we could, but we'd adjust the motion. <coughs> is there a second, or do we have further discussion? Second. Well, this is the motion to accept the staff report. Well, I think it's more than, more than just to accept it. It's the motion for us to adopt it and have it move forward to the council with the recommendations. Let me, and we have a My motion. My intent was to have a motion on the floor, so if people wanted to change it, they could, but we'd have a document to work from. Understood, and, and I appreciate that. I, I'm sure there's going to be some discussion about, first of all, she asked for some direction regarding the ROCA issues as well as some other potential tweaks. So I guess my question is, is the motion premature? You're the maker of the motion. will remain so. Do we want to have some discussion or questions of uh, Maria by members before we take up the motion is my question. We have discussion. We have discussion yeah. of the motion. Okay, so the motion's been on the floor and seconded. Why don't we start with discussion and I'll go back to Member Pluckabon. I have <coughs> two questions. One is on uh, Map B, which um, splits River Park from the rest of East Sacramento. I wasn't sure if that was the intention of this committee last time we met. Um, and then I had one other question on staff's recommendation to keep River Oaks whole in Map D. Um, it pushes the uh, deviation up pretty high, and so I was playing around with the uh, software just now and um, pulled a little uh, population out of District 3 and put it into District 1 and um, up by Robla, not Robla. The, uh, the community's name is... Uh, Pell Main Industrial Park and Glidwood Meadows, and I just for the life of me can't remember um, if that would be a problem for anyone. I don't, uh, I don't remember the uh, demographics of those communities, so maybe Member Porter or someone else could um, tell me more, or anyone else that's more familiar with that part of the world. 
Um, Member Hansen is next up. So uh, I'll address the ROCA comments first, and then I had a couple other points I wanted the committee to consider. When we were trying to modify these maps, there were a lot of competing priorities that we were trying to address. And um, we had heard from this particular area that while Willow Creek is south of uh, El Camino, that they considered the whole area as part of their neighborhood, but that if possible, they would like to remain in North Natomas. And as we got through this process, it was very hard not to split certain neighborhoods in order to maintain equal population, but also to serve some of the other interests that we have, um, that we had prioritized. So I personally, you know, I'll defer to the committee, but I would be uncomfortable with pushing deviation close to 10 because our primary consideration is equal population. Everything else after that is secondary or tertiary. So I don't personally have or principally have an issue with the way this is done because we were trying to augment the districts at the behest of the committee's direction. Um, if we can do it in some without deviation problems, then maybe we should do that. But going into North Natomas and taking that part of District 3, I think those people on different sides of the canal are sufficiently different that to me that wouldn't make sense. To take them from west of the five makes more sense, but that, I just offered that because um, I, I personally have tried to figure out the, the way to do this best in that area and having played with it so much back and forth through iteration of map after map, it just seemed to be the, the easiest and most logical that didn't do um, any substantial harm to a community. Uh, the other points I was just going to raise and we can talk about, one is a, a slight correction to the terminology. You use downtown in the report, but I think previously we've referred to Central City. So just if we could um, maintain consistency there, that would be great. Um, I, I don't know if other people are going to bring this up, but I think um, the slides talked about the extended LGBT area being mostly intact. And I think on the grid uh, page, it's in the report with the recommendations, I think chapter five. Um, if we could update that to reflect the areas that are mostly intact, like we did for um, other communities of interest, to say yes. First page, um, chapter five is what I'm hearing. It's, um, it's not numbered in the packet, so it's hard for me to tell what page it was on. Oh, wait. Yeah, it's, it's right on the first page of chapter five. Um, and maybe some, you know, I don't know, I see members of the public are here may want to address that, but I think to be fair, if it's mostly intact, we should say yes. Um, and the okay. final comment is really, huh? Okay. Um, and the final comment is probably a substantive one for the committee. Um, when it came down to looking at the final four proposals, there's an inconsistency that I think we may want to address, which is in the district numbering, either remove the numbers from them or make them consistent. Um, versus Plan A, District 5 is above District 4. Uh, generally districts, I think, in a constitution for the state districts, it's west to east, so left to right, and then up to down. Um, and on Plan B, District 4 is north of District 3. So either we could move, we could renumber so that they're consistent across. Plan C and D do number left to right, up to down. Um, or we can just take district numbers off altogether and make it clean. But I just thought that 
it would help the council not to have inconsistencies in that number. Good points. Member Porter. Thank you. Um, first, I wanted to echo um, everybody else's comments about the gratitude to staff and uh, as well as to the other committee members. I think it was a great effort, and um, while there were some areas of divergence, I think we came together as a group and are able to move this forward. Um, the two substantive comments that I have, uh, one on the uh, ROCA letter that we received, um, I really do think that at this point with the work that we've done, um, we should adopt the report, submit it to the council, and provide the comments that have been um, since sent relative to the ROCA issue. Um, I agree with Member Hansen's concern that you know we have um, looked at a number of issues to try and accommodate all of the issues within our charge, and I would be concerned at this late date of making any changes to accommodate um, one or many different issues that may come forward. And so I think it may be best to just submit those concerns along with, uh, with the report. The, the second issue that I have, I think, I, I'm sorry, let me go back. One thing, though, I think Member Pluckybaum raised the question as to whether um, one map was consistent with what we talked about as a group. So maybe if we go back to that, if um, uh, there is an issue that seems to be inconsistent with the direction of the body from last week. I, I'm not certain. I think he may have a better indication of that. Um, but the final issue, again, is with the districting numbers. And I think um, a very early meeting that Mr. Maviglio was at, he stated um, the concern originally with putting any district numbers at all on the maps as we started discussing this just because we didn't want to um, make any presumptions with people that are currently in those districts or what they could look like or what the numbering would be or any particular confusion. I'd be inclined to say submit it to the council without numbers, but I could also envision that that would be a very frustrating process of being able to have dialogue about a particular district and have to call it the blue district, you know, or the um, whatever color. So I would be um, supportive of an idea to direct staff to do renumbering of the districts in a consistent manner across each of the maps. Thank you. Other members? <clears throat> Phil, did you want to comment on that, on the comment? But, yeah, um, map B, which was uh, 24, um, we had um, discussed modifications to that map at our last meeting, and the version that we have in the report here um, splits River Park from East Sacramento, and, and I don't remember that being um, the will of this committee, but perhaps I was mistaken. Actually, Maria, I, I don't either remember being the will of the committee. Did that happen because we um, it was inadvertent on our part, or did we actually say something to direct you to do that? Let me look at that. Okay. She said let her look at it. We'll give her. <clears throat> yes. Member, member um, excuse me, Member Sherelle Shaw. Thanks. Thank you, Chair. Um, I, I agree with Member Pluckybaum that um, I don't recall any discussion that uh, um, 
where there was consensus or, or even strong comment in favor of separating ESAC and River Park um, in that map. Um, also in that map, just one, um, some fine tuning in the comments under weaknesses and trade-offs, and this is on map B, College Glen and Sierra Oaks part of D2 instead of established relationship with D6. I'm pretty confident that Sierra Oaks is currently part of D3. Um, also fairly confident that College Glen is part of D3. So it would just be established. But, but actually, at the same time, I don't think that anyone from College Glen or Sierra Oaks or anyone on the dais expressed any concern about an established relationship with their current district and them now being separated. So I think that we could strike that as a as a weakness or a trade-off altogether, the, the one about College Glen and Sierra Oaks. And um, lastly, I'll just provide my few cents, as I've commented on about this before, regarding the numbering of the districts, is that I think there's, there's various ways to do it, um, but the, I think the city council will be much more interested and have much more at stake um, when they talk about numbering districts. So leave them blank. Yeah, I guess we could do that. Leave them as is. I think I'd be happy with that, as they are in the staff report. I don't think that means that just because we called one district, District 4, it's going to stay that way. I think we'll let the council decide that because those are the ones with the largest, largest vested interest. And I agree with Member Porter that you don't want to call it the blue and the pink and the off pink. So um, I, I would be in favor of just leaving the numbers the way that they are in the, in the staff report. Thank you. Member Hans. I just want to address the map 17. I think that maybe the staff took the modification that I, sorry, um, map B. I've lost all train of thought. Um, we didn't make adjustments to the map at our committee meeting, and it had a deviation over 10%. And I, I don't know if they're, they're looking at it now, but I know that we had agreed not to put forward in maps over 10%, and maybe in lieu of having modifications, they chose this, but I don't, I, I'm just guessing, so they'll get back to us. But there was not a good way um, to address the comments of um, Member Plucky Bomb and Member Shaw to make District 3 come all the way to the river without having a map look um, awkward, to say the least. So this was the only way in, that I found, again, just to reassert what we talked about last week, to do that with some integrity. Um, and I know that it doesn't meet with the desires of ESAC and River Park to remain in the same district, but uh, unless you want to get in a boat from District 2 to go from the north, to that other part, I think this is a way that has credibility. And if we take off the district numbers, I would be happy, but I don't think to address the last comment, that we should send this to council with district numbers on it. Because we've made we've made changes to the maps in other ways that I think comport with our charge to collect, aggregate, analyze, and, and send forward to the council the best recommendations. I think just leaving what the submitters had isn't necessarily their intent wasn't to assign district numbers necessarily to submitters, but because of that, I would recommend that we do something about it. I want to make sure I, I 
clearly understand your position. Are you for putting numbers and leaving numbers on or not? I would prefer they be consistent, and if they're not going to be consistent, I would prefer that they be removed as a So if they're consistent, you don't have a problem with numbers? Exactly. Okay. I just want, because I'm, I'm trying to summarize what the issues I'm hearing uh, for um, to sort of crystallize the discussion, and that's kind of what I wanted to know. Um, Member Rubicon. Thank you. First of all, I wanted to thank staff again. Just an amazing job. I really, we couldn't have done it without you. So thank you so much for your work in the report. On the issue of numbers on the district um, councils, the districts, I was wondering if I might suggest to the committee if we might renumber the maps one, two, three, and four, and then in the individual districts put A, B, C, and D from left to right, north to south, and then that way when council members are discussing maps, they can say map one, district A, map two, district C. That way might alleviate some concerns that we're all discussing. Um, member Pluckabom, it sounds like I think member Maviglio maybe wanted to, did you want to comment on that? No, other than I was just about to pass Steve a note that said the same thing. So <laughs> mediocre minds think alike, apparently. Member Blackerball. You stole my thunder, too. Um, my only other comment was um, with respect, I think um, John Deglow came and spoke on um, the College of Glen Neighborhood Association. I don't know if he made testimony before this body that said that they wanted to remain in District 6, but I do know anecdotally from talking with him and his wife that they are very happy in District 6. Um, so. Uh, however, the, this committee wants to proceed um, with respect to that. I, I, that's just that's just what I know. Member Bowler, uh, quick comments. Uh, I like the the comment. First thing, I like the report. I think it's complete, and uh, this is what we receive from the public. Even though they admitted in some of the hearings that some of the numbering was. Um, sometime arbitrarily, but most of kind of understood what they were doing. Uh, this changes the whole nature when you start going less numbering, because we, when we talk about weaknesses and, and strengths and the difference where they are, it changed the dialogue to start talking coloring. And uh, first thing, I, I don't think this obligates the council to make whatever decision, but it's, it's clear communications, and this is what we received. So my, I'm very pleased with the report as is. I think there are some small changes that were recommended. <clears throat> and I thought what we talked about was when there were certain areas, and, and I remember River Park, we would so note that was a weakness so that the council would make the appropriate change as they saw versus to go back with wholesale changes. That's how I remember the last one. Okay, seeing no microphones, let me let me weigh in. Um, <clears throat> as I tried to describe uh, the issues, one was the River Park split, two was numbering of the districts, and three was the ROCA issue. Um, from my perspective, I, I, I don't know how we do this without putting the district numbers on there. I mean, everybody knows what council members are what district. The district numbers are there. The people who submitted the 37 maps submitted them with district numbers. They all know who the council members. There's no secret about that. Council is going to debate this issue, and there's got to be five or more votes to adopt one of the maps. <clears throat> and so I don't have any problems if there's some way to correct some inconsistency. But the, the fact that the numbers are there, and we've worked with the numbers for the entire time that we've been meeting, 
I don't see the um, I, I don't see the the logic or reason in removing the the numbers. Um, as far as the River Park District, I think it's been loud and clear all along that ESAC and River Park wanted to remain intact. I also know that no matter what tweak we make, and I caution us about making many more tweaks tonight, we're going to put somebody on one side of the line or the other. That's ultimately going to be the purview of the City Council. I really think this is a good report, and I think that a lot of work um, has gone into it. I, I really, I, I, you know, I'm going to thank staff profusely because, as Michelle said, you know, we couldn't have done it without him. We wouldn't have done it without him. <laughs> um, I also want to thank the public. I mean, for those of you who've been here night after night, um, and, you know, we haven't always agreed with everything you had to say, and there were some tense moments, but I, I, this has been, in my view, citizen government at its best. Um, it's at the local level where the, I always said when I worked for the fire department, it's kind of where the rubber meets the road. Local government is where the services are delivered. It's nice to sit in the ivory tower and talk about policy. It's another thing when you show up on somebody's door and they need help, and you're there to help them. Um, so I think it's been a, I think it's been a really good, it's been a very informative and educating process for me. And as far as the ROCA issue is concerned, I am concerned with uh, the one map that moves um, the population deviation to 9.69% as far as I'm concerned, that's 10%. I don't know that all four of the maps, A, B, C, or D, have to adopt the recommendations from ROCA. There are, there are several of the maps that, that, was not, that didn't raise the deviation that high. And the one thing that we started with here, and you can see how this sort of balloons, when these maps were submitted originally by the public, some of them, I believe map 35, which I think is now D, if I'm incorrect, somebody correct me, was like at a 2% deviation. And I, and I do remember that our original charge was equal population, and that, as Member Hansen has said, all the other factors, seven or eight other factors, will have of essential equal importance. They weren't of equal importance to every neighborhood. One was more important in one neighborhood than the other. But in terms of the aggregate, those were of equal importance. And so we could clearly direct staff to say make the change on um, which one of the maps, uh, Scott or Maria or, or um, Carlos, had the um, deviation. So one is eight. So A is 8.22 if with, with the modification. Without. A doesn't need it. So and there was one that was 6.7, so B is okay. Um, and then uh, C is 4.74, which is the lowest of them all. Um, and then so if we don't want to make that change with D, we could um, handle it the way Member Boulder suggested is simply to say that if, in fact, you um, agree to, um, to handle that, to that map and handle that piece the way the ROCA community, uh, the ROCA folks wanted, that it's going to change the deviation up to 10%. Um, uh, it's the River Oaks. Uh, I want to make sure I get this right. I don't want to offend anybody. It's the River Oaks community. What does ROCA stand for? Somebody give me the acronym. Okay. Okay. Got it. So um, I don't want to unnecessarily offend anybody. Um, so anyway, we you know we could adopt it on one or two of the other, and not adopt it on the one that would make the deviation close to 10%. So I, I, I just as a maker of the motion, I'm comfortable with saying, make a big issue, put it in capital letters, underline it, whatever, saying, you know, we had these people come and they wanted this different, but 
you know, I think we ought to move forward with the recommendation we made, and we can add footnotes and emphasis about comments that, you know, they, they made this comment, but I, I'm inclined to say we start moving stuff around, and all of a sudden people say, well, I didn't, and I ought to come down there and testify if I know you was going to do that. I think it's better to leave it as it is, add the comments that people have, and, and move it forward, let the city council make those decisions. Thank you. Member Pleckerbaum, then Member Porter. I was going to agree with um, what Bill su suggested. So if, if you would accept the friendly amendment that we would um, move all these maps together as presented as one staff report with the comments on um, map B that, uh, you know, just highlighting that River Park was separated and then um, with the comments uh, with respect to the three other maps that Roca had been uh, split. Um, and then I'll leave it to the rest of the committee to decide how it wants to treat the numbering. Um, either way, I'm fine on that. But the second agrees with that, I would accept those yes. comments as an issue. And uh, leave, the, leave, leave the number the way it is. I, I think the numbering, I agree with the chair that, you know, this is what we've been dealing with. You know, it's the last hour or the midnight or whatever, the last moment. Let, let's not, yeah, it's not perfect, but we didn't claim we were going to make it perfect. We claimed we were going to get some recommendations that do the best we could. I'm, I'm, I'm happy with this. Member Porter, and uh, unless someone else mics up, then we're going to ask for public testimony. We have some speakers. Right. Just real quickly, um, I think there would be one map to address the two concerns um, with the splitting of East Sac and the Roca issue would be Plan B, just to draw that out, that if you were to change the Roca issue, um, that would also contain the issue relative to East Sac. So I don't know if on that particular map staff wanted to articulate what that concern is or what that particular trade-off would be um, relative to map B as you move forward. But on um, uh, member Pluckybaum's um, substitute motion, I just wanted to add that there was one comment also on the um, recommendations of Plan B on the weaknesses and trade-offs that Member Shaw mentioned. I don't know if that was incorporated in your comment. I, I just didn't hear it. So, And it, it, was, it was not a substitute motion. It was a friendly amendment that was, I believe, accepted by the maker of the motion as well as the seconder. So I, we don't have to do the vote for the substitute motion first. And I learned all kinds of stuff. What am I going to do with this information when the committee's all done? No, I'm not. Member Perry, please. If we elect to keep the numbers as they are in the report, then we need a statement saying that we didn't assign those numbers and we didn't intend to and um, that we recommend the council make their own determination in regards to the numbers. The second reason that I think that's an important statement. That those are the numbers that were submitted by the MAPS committees. Yeah. Okay. So we have another friendly amendment that's been accepted by the maker of the motion and the second. Um, why don't we have um, members of the public. Okay. Madam Clerk. We have two speakers, Mike Barnbaum and Rosanna Herber. Hello. Uh, thank you, Mike Barnbaum, for the record. Um, on the district numbering, uh, I agree with what a lot has been said. Uh, I think there should be districts numbered in numerical order uh, based on more or less a north to, to south uh, look at the geography of the city and for local council districts I don't agree uh, with with colors 
Um, I think that that's for assembly districts, Senate districts, and congressional districts where you could just use red and blue depending on who's in office because people are elected based on that. But, I mean, we're talking here local government, and they're all nonpartisan uh, offices. Uh, so get, th throw out the colors for nonpartisan offices. We don't need them. Uh, a little bit of confusion during your discussion. Uh, you've been talking about the ROCA issue, or as uh, was mentioned, River Oaks Community Association. Uh, as many of you know, uh, one of the reasons uh, I uh, for, uh, foregone the ability to apply for this commission was because of my commitments to regional transit on Monday nights and their board meetings and the ability to eventually get some service back and going. So on that note... I'm confused with the River Oaks reference because I've known historically as River Oaks, and it's referenced in the bus and light rail timetable book, as an area south of Broadway, north of Vallejo Way, and between Muir Way and Fifth Street, like around News 10 uh, office. So are we having two River Oaks neighborhoods within the city limits? Uh, and if there is, if this area is shown on this map and shown in text on the schedule on the adjoining page is incorrect, uh, we might need to have a joint meeting with regional transit and kind of clarify the names of neighborhoods so information given, especially when somebody makes a phone call about, oh, how do I get to River Oaks, you know where you're really going and what the other neighborhood should actually be named. So there's no confusion. I, I appreciate your comment. I will suggest on behalf of my committee members that that's above our pay grade. They call themselves River Oaks Community. Um, I, I agree with you. The, all the years I was with the fire department, we called that area River Oaks. You, but they, these folks call themselves River Oaks as well. So maybe mm -hmm. we have River Oaks 1 and 2. But for, for the purposes of this discussion, we were talking about mm -hmm. a neighborhood that felt like they were divided along a line that didn't make sense for them, mm -hmm. and they wanted to have that change so that they could mm -hmm. stay intact and also had to do mm -hmm. with uh, um, various funds that they received for the issues that are going on out there. And they oh. refer to themselves as River Oak. In fact, I remember, that I, as I recall, mm -hmm. their council member uh, corrected me when I misspoke and said River Park that said where River Oak was, she certainly thinks it's in the north part of the city. So I don't know how we fixed that. I don't necessarily mm -hmm. think that's the charge of the redistricting committee. But, mm -hmm. but I tell you what, I would, I would definitely contact my local council member to talk about it. And that's a good topic. Would you advise to talk about on the 12th? Eliminate neighborhood naming confusion. Oh, that, that's certainly up to you. I, I, I don't plan to talk about it mm -hmm. beyond what's in the staff report. But I agree with, uh, I think, your comment, uh, and I think the city people would agree, too, that it would not be in the best in interest of the citizens of the city to split River Park in East Sacramento. Oh. So right. I, will, I will make that point, too. I appreciate it. Thank you. Rosanna. Good evening, Chair, 
Cherry and members of the committee. Uh, I'm Rosanna Herber, and I'm the chair of the Lesbian, Gay, Bisexual, and Transgender Redistricting Committee. And just so that everyone knows, um, the committee consists of membership from the Sacramento Lesbian and Gay Community Center, the Stonewall Democratic Club, which is a gay lesbian club, and the Rainbow Chamber of Commerce. Uh, the good news is that I don't want to change any of the maps at all. <laughs> uh, I think you guys have done a great job, and, and I do want to compliment not only the committee and staff, but also the chair for uh, being able to <laughs> coordinate so many different opinions. I'm here tonight because in reading the staff report, I believe that there is some confusion still on uh, a couple of different items. One is the definition of what the LGBT community has said is our interest. And under geography in the staff report, we would like to recommend that the LGBT core community of interest is defined as the central city with a connection to one of the surrounding LGBT-friendly neighborhoods of Curtis Park Land Park or East Sacramento. The fact of the matter is I think that we, better than anyone else, can uh, name what our community of interest is, and this is what we have consistently said, that the central city should be put into one district and then it should be joined with a lesbian and gay-friendly neighborhood, such as Curtis Park Land Park or East Sacramento. Um, the data from Equality California simply provided the rationale for why that request came from us. And um, we don't think that the geography that's in the staff report clearly captures what the local LGBT community has said is our community of interest. And so that's one change that we um, would request. Also in the, the communities of interest map, there is an extended LGBT community of interest that's identified. Um, you know, I think again, there's this confusion between data that was provided to um, reinforce what we've asked for and what we specifically have asked for. Um, so we'd like to have a core LGBT community of interest added to the map that includes the central city. Uh, right now, um, what you show, the extended LGBT community, isn't realistic. It, it isn't even a, a district that we have recommended. Um, all it is is the um, data map that Equality California showed so that you would know where LGBT-friendly people exist. Um, using that as the only um, definition of what we consider to be our community of interest, um, it, it doesn't work because it makes it seem as if the LGBT community is asking for that extended LGBT area to be a district. We are not doing that. We have simply asked 
that the central city be united and that it be linked with one of those three neighborhoods. Um, so to me and to our uh, committee, we feel that the summary matrix and the committee comments on the plans also get out of whack because of this misidentification of where our community of interest is. One way to correct it would Roberta, be... Roberta, I'm going to... Yeah. I'm Rosanna. I'm sorry. I gave sorry. you some extra time, so I'm going to ask you to wrap up. I will. Um, one way to um, address it is to add to your matrix a core LGBT area that would indicate that plans A, B, and D meet our objective. The way that it is now, if you look at the matrix, it says extended LGBT community with no's, and, and that's not accurate. Our community of interest uh, needs are met with three of the four maps. And um, so uh, in regards to the co committee's comments, if that change was made, that could be corrected also. Um, you know, you guys have done an excellent job of putting together the maps, of taking the public testimony and having it reflected accurately in the report. And now um, the LGBT community would like for it to be accurate. And these are minor changes that we think make the report stronger. Thank you for your comments. Sure. Member Porter. I'm sorry, I just had um, a question, Rosanna. So you mentioned, and we just received a letter as well, and you mentioned in your comments um, that the data provided by Equality California is what we use to identify that extended um, LGBT community, and you referenced a core community, but can you give us the geographic boundaries of what that would be? Central City, river to river, uh, freeway to freeway. That is the core, and we simply ask that the core be joined with either East Sacramento, Curtis Park, or Lamb Park. But just so I'm clear, in the letter, there's basically two requests, right? There's one to essentially eliminate the way that in the matrix it's extended LGBT and replace that with core. LGBT? Correct. Right. I mean, if you want to leave extended in, you can do right. that, but that's not, you Right, know. But, but I mean, the issue is that the community doesn't feel that accurately represents the concerns. So swapping out extended for core and reflecting that geographic boundary. And then the second issue is combining that core area with one of the um, neighborhoods that was articulated by Equality California data Correct. as LGBT friendly. Correct. Thank you. Um, member Hans. Okay. Thank you. Do we have other speakers? Okay. There's a motion on the floor. Uh, it's been discussed. Oh, okay. Um, it, it, it looked like the consensus was that we were going to leave the numbers on. That that um, was the numbers that were submitted in the maps. And that we, I guess, we not changed what the maps submitted. Oh, the, yeah, what the, the fix I thought was, as Member Perry said, we, we should note to the council that that's how the numbers came in, that's the numbers we use. However, numbering system, they use whatever number system they saw fit. 
that was that looked like to me what the consent. I mean, based on just it, nods of heads, the consensus of the group is. But go ahead, Steve. Yeah, sorry. Um, the only thing I would add, I guess, is if we're going to do that, then we should just take the numbers off of the districts because it we it appears that we've adopted the numbering system just because we footnote it. People aren't necessarily going to correlate that. I think we should either do both or make them consider. I, I agree that we should we should say that maps are submitted with numbers on them that. Uh, we don't assign any particular um, council member to the number that's placed on the map in our recommendations, but then also just take the numbers and colors off or do whatever. I don't believe there's a consensus to take the numbers off. I mean, we could we could have a substitute motion if you want, but I'm just looking at the nods of the head. It's, there's not a consensus to take the numbers off. Chair. Mem members, member Perry first, then member Porter, then member Shaw. I think in an ideal world, we would remove possibly or standardize the numbering. But now that we're, you know, in our last hour here, um, I get concerned about possible typos if you're to remove the district numbering and that kind of thing just for the staff report, just logistically getting it. Remember, they have to have this out tomorrow for Tuesday yeah, night. Yeah, just making it accurate. So. Perhaps many footnotes on each map, but we haven't we haven't endorsed these numbering or something like that would make it simpler for staff. I agree. Member Porter. Um, thank you. Uh, two issues relative to the numbering. You, you know, I've been sensitive all along to um, what that potentially means relative to um, the benefits of incumbency, but. I, I think actually Member Bowler made um, the best comment in my mind as to why we should maintain it the way that we have, and, and that really is um, based on the communication that we've had and the, the way that the report communicates not only the efforts that we've had all along, um, but there are references about splitting up certain districts, the trade-offs, and once you eliminate the numbers as we have it, as we have seen it moving through the process, I think that causes um, greater confusion than leaving them the way they are. So while I was uh, initially very strongly concerned with that, I think I'm comfortable leaving it as it is in the report. Um, a second issue, what I would ask is um, possibly the indulgence of before we move forward with um, having a vote, just to address one of the comments uh, with the LGBT community. When you're looking on the Chapter 5 recommended plans, um, the summary of the matrix, um, I understand the issue of going from the extended LGBT to the core LGBT. It seems like it would be a very easy fix to just strike extended, put in core, and then to reflect on the particular maps. What I would be concerned with, though, is as we were moving through this process, that wasn't the framework that we were looking at. So I, I would suggest it wasn't the framework because it was the extended LGBT. As we talked about this entire time, that was the definition that we've used and that we've moved forward with. And what I would suggest on that, because we have used that same matrix this entire nearly three-month process, um, that the LGBT community communicate that with the um, city council of the concerns as you just raised here. Thank you. Uh, Member Shaw. 
Um, thank you. I'll be brief. Um, I, I, too, agree that uh, Member Bowler's comment was um, crystal clear in that the, although the numbering is imperfect, as it stands today, it's what we've been working with up to this point and what the community has commented on. So although we hold ourselves to a standard where we're not considering the numbering of the districts and not considering incumbency as a priority above others, there's a lot of members of the public that they came and testified and supported a map or drew a map a certain way because they know that they'll continue to maintain the same council members. So I, I think it would be unfair at this uh, um, late uh, hour to um, to change that and then have people say, well, the, the map that I submitted had me in such and such as district, and now at the 11th hour it was changed by the committee. So I, I think it has to stay as it is. Thank you. Member Rubicalva. Thank you. I was initially um, leaning towards Steve's motion as well to remove the numbers or to change them consistently. But as I'm flipping through the report, we do reference back very often to the existing numbers. Um, but I am also concerned with just a footnote because I think that that can be bypassed quite easily. So if there's any way to put like in big blocks, certain type font that says we did not pick these district numbers. So it's not just a footnote. So it's something that's a little bit more legible, um, something that kind of will pop out and stand out. Um, because I do, I am concerned also with if you go back and you start making changes to the report as it is now to change what is D6 to number four, it's not going to be that. Logistically, I'm getting a little bit scared because I was originally on the same page with you. I, I am very comfortable that staff can articulate um, to the council uh, the concerns about the numbers as well as the comments from the LGBT community. Uh, that they have um, accurately recorded all the, the comments from the committee members up till now, and I know they will continue to do so. The good news for the council is the same staff that's working uh, with us is going to work with them, so their memories are quite extensive, uh, and I'm comfortable that they can articulate those. Uh, Member Hanson and Member Perry. I can live with that. I think that's a good compromise as far as making sure that the maps are clear. But I do think it's important um, that we make clear that we did not choose those numbers because uh, they favor certain council members over others. They, some of the maps, uh, I don't think any of us are naive, unseat council members. And I don't want it to appear that we chose maps uh, in favor of doing those things to those council members to favor other council members because of the way they're numbered. The public came forward with these maps, and I think we tried to do our best with them. But the, uh, the, uh, the subtext is really what concerns me. So if we make it clear, then that's, that's okay with me. Um, and I guess uh, I'm happy if we submit the Rainbow Chambers letter to the council as in a, with all the other correspondence. I, we addressed the matrix earlier and how to make sure it's reflective of the LGBT community, but I do think that we had an extensive discussion um, after our communities of interest meeting about how to deal with the two separate sets of data that we received, and I do think that the staff was faithful to that discussion, and so I agree that to remain consistent and faithful to our discussion is probably the most important thing at this moment. So um, while I understand the concerns, I think that um, the council will be able to, to understand what's going on.
Member Perry? Uh, I just want to agree with you, uh, Rosanna, that the matrix has always been a problem for me um, because I found some maps to be, you know, honor what the, the LGBT community um, was requesting. So I've always kind of ignored that column personally, but I do think that it is a problem going forward, and I hope you guys will communicate with council that that's always been sort of a challenge that we faced. And you can't change it. <laughs> <laughs> the, I'm, can you hold just till Scott makes his comment? Go ahead. Uh, just a couple of brief staff responses to the LGBT issue. Uh, a couple of changes that I, I could suggest that might help. Firstly, on the map that uh, is currently showing, the community of interest map, we propose that uh, where it shows central city, we modify that to say central city slash LGBT core. And the reason that we don't put a separate overlay is they are identical uh, lines. So we just put slash LGBT core area. That would be one change. Um, as Maria presented in her uh, PowerPoint in uh, Chapter 5 in the strengths or weaknesses of each map, there would specifically be a bullet that addresses the LGBT core area. There already was one for the extended area. By adding the core area, that strengthens that. Uh, Member um, Hansen had suggested, as, as I caught one of the main part of the motion here is that um, in the matrix where we show the LGBT extended area, if it's mostly intact, we had that as a no, mm -hmm. but in fact that will be a yes. Mm -hmm. So that is yet another way of reflecting it. And to point out that uh, in the matrix presently there is a footnote under Central City to say essentially that is also the LGBT mm -hmm. core area. So I think we have addressed it with these changes. I think we make it more robust. Thank you. Member Porter. Um, thank you. Thank you for those um, suggestions, Scott. I think personally I think those are good and address some of the concerns that have been articulated tonight. So I hope uh, the maker of the motion considers that as a friendly amendment as well. I do if my second agrees. Let me think about it. <laughs> yes, I agree. So, so that's. I, I, think it's, I think it's worth noting that there were committees of interest that came in and expressed a disagreement with that definition, but they wanted the area that doesn't have any people move north. And the LGBT community said, "Well, that's LGBT territory." Well, there's nobody living there, so the logic's a little challenging for me. But I understand everybody wants to own that piece of real estate, but. But let's, let's describe it for its political value, not because there's somebody living there, because there's nobody living there. So I, but, but as long as, if my, as, long as my uh, second is agreed, I'm agreed. So, so Mem Member Porter, could you let's wrap this up. Right. So, so with, that, um, with that issue dispensed with, I, I was hoping to try and just um, finalize this concern relative to the numbering and possibly where to put the issue in the report as it was articulated. So in um, chapter one under the executive summary, um, there is discussion relative to the redistricting principles. Um, and, and that reflects the legal principles um, that are established, but there's nothing that really reflects some of the principles that we as a body 
talked about, you know, we had a, a list of some of those things and not considering incumbency was one of them. And so perhaps in that particular area would be a good place just to add a quick paragraph as to what principles this body adopted to move forward and that may address the concerns that were raised. You know, in the firehouse, they used to say, too many cooks run the soup. What, what used to happen is the engine would go out on a call, and the truck crew would put salt in the soup. And they would taste it, oh, it looks pretty good. Truck crew would then go out, engine crew would come back, truck crew's out on a call. Somebody said the salt, soup needs salt. They put some salt in it. By the time dinner came by, everybody would sit down to eat. They served the soup. Everybody go, there's too much salt in this soup. <laughs> I understand why, how that happened now. <laughs> I think we're getting close to, yeah, and there's enough salt in this soup. Uh, and besides that, council probably put some more salt in it. So um, unless there are burning desire for other comments. I, I just, um, I'm sorry, I just thought I heard Mr. Camp say that was okay, and I was waiting for the second to that friendly amendment from Mr. Bullock. Staff was writing it down feverishly. It's okay. I agree. <laughs> and again, before we, we before we take the vote, uh, as I said earlier, I, I'd like to thank staff. I also like to um, request uh, uh, the committee members to as many as who can to show up on Tuesday uh, evening to, if nothing more, to make sure I present your your report the way you would like it, um, with not too much salt in it. <laughs> And uh, I, I really do want to thank the public. I'm sure the public will remain engaged. I'm sure we haven't heard the last from uh, the folks who are very passionate about this issue. I hope that people appreciate that we really tried to do something that made sense uh, to take all the input, to try to consider everybody's wishes and desires within the framework, within the law, within the conditions that we were given. Um, and um, this committee has worked, I, I think, extremely well together. Um, and, I, and I'm very honored to have been selected your chair and to have been able to work with you. With that, I'd ask um, if staff is comfortable that they understand the motion because they're going to have to articulate it in writing. Member Maviglio? Yes, uh, with, there was a lot of friendliness tonight, and I just wondered if we could have a quick recap of all the friendliness <laughs> that was added to the motion. <sighs> just real quick. All the ingredients. Let's well, I think I kind of think that's what I was asking them. If they have the substance of the motion, if they think they have the substance of the motion and the details. If not, we need to clarify for them. Let me take a shot at it without pouring any salt in the wound or too much salt in the soup. Um, firstly, I think there was the comment from, uh, which is to change the word downtown to central city. Um, in the matrix, anytime it's mostly intact, it should be yes. We need a bold statement, perhaps in Chapter 1, uh, that the committee takes no position on the council district numbering and that, in fact, the numbering scheme is rooted in the publicly submitted maps. Uh, the uh, Under Plan B trade-offs that should read that the uh, relationships deal with District 3. And then the only question I had is as to River Oaks, uh, we've sort of gone back and forth, and what I think the resolution is is to leave it as was in the draft and that we simply reflect uh, possible numbers in a discussion. 
I'm bl- Yeah, that was that was captured. Member Perry. And then the changes regarding the LGBT core. With that, I would say it's been moved and seconded to recommend um, the staff report as presented tonight with the modifications as suggested by this committee to move forward to the city council in terms of making recommendations for adoption of maps. And it's been seconded. All in favor, please signify by saying aye. 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 Are there any opposed? Are there any abstentions? The motion carries unanimously. Thank you very much. Um, Yes, we still have an agenda item. Um, Committee ideas, questions, and announcements. Well, first, public comments matters not on the agenda. We have no one signed up. No one signed up. Okay. Committee ideas, questions, and announcements. Member Rubicalva. Mr. Chair, I'd like to take this opportunity to thank you personally for being our chair, doing an excellent job for guiding us, molding it. I think you were an excellent choice. Um, uh, Also, for my bloodless coup. Thank you so much to each of you. <laughs> to each member on the committee, I really appreciated getting to know each of you and working with you, um, whether we disagreed or agreed or, you know, it was uh, truly um, a very interesting experience, one that I won't soon forget. To the public, thank you so much for coming out and participating with us. Um, obviously, we couldn't have done it without you. And one last time to staff, such incredible people. Thank you so much. Member Hayes. Well, that was very well said, so I don't, I don't think I need to repeat it except to say um, thank you to Michelle as our vice chair. You stepped in in a moment of need. Um, uh, chair Cherry, that um, alliteration is precious to us. <laughs> and I think from now on, instead of calling you Chief Cherry, we're going to call you Chair Chief Cherry. <laughs> um, thank you to Scott, Maria, Carlos, everyone else, Matt, Stephanie, Shirley, who were with us every night, um, working tirelessly into the late evening, if not close to the all-nighter last week. Um, I really appreciated all of your hard work and professionalism throughout this. Um, To my fellow committee members, it's really been a pleasure. Um, We were in a crucible, thrown together, most of us not ever knowing each other, and I think the public and the council We'll be proud of what we did, um, and hopefully the public will give us that stamp of legitimacy that we so hoped at the beginning we would have for these recommendations as they go to the council. I'll be there next Tuesday to throw my weight behind the work of the committee, and I hope to see all of you then. Well, if you remember, Member Fry Lucas, I told you that we would finish this. <laughs> I knew, knew we would finish it by July 6th. <laughs> Otherwise, I was going to shoot myself. <laughs> and, and we've done so. Please, um, Madam Clerk, make a comment. Well, Maria has said everything I was going to say, but I do want to say to all of you that it was a very interesting process for me. I thoroughly enjoyed getting to know you. And compared to the very first meeting, it's interesting how people develop a very distinct personality and a way of doing business and it is consistent <laughs> from meeting to meeting. You know what to expect. Um, so thank you. I've, been, I've truly enjoyed it. I do want to ask one thing, a point of business, and maybe Stephanie can speak to this. Your Form 700s, I know you will appreciate that, Rowan. Um, your <laughs> leaving office statements are due. So, Steph, if you want to say anything about that. 
um, first honored to be a part of this process with everyone and enjoyed meeting a lot of people um, that I didn't know before. But as for is your forms, I took your last form, and since it's only been 60, 70 days, filled it out from your last statement. So if it is correct, go ahead and if you want to sign it and leave it. And if it is not, please feel free to uh, have it to me within 30 days. Good. Some of you have already done it. Thank you very much. We've done our homework on this side. <laughs> Pass them in. <laughs> Thank you. Other comments? Thank you. Did somebody say cookies? Yes. I brought thank you cookies for everybody, and I think I've been counting. I think there's enough for the audience as well. So. <laughs> and with that, may we please have a motion to adjourn? Second. All right. We're adjourned. Thank you.